welcome to smileys so hi uh, this is mora and today we are going to be talking about forge of the high mage by enc eselmont and the smug guy showing up his paper back is my co-host lee how are hello. you hello i'm quite good right so uh just i think two days before we are recording this we sort of realized that uh, ap and philip chase came out with a video just on this topic we got scooped yeah is the no? technical term is that is that what you say okay you, yeah it's um ladies. in academia when someone publishes a paper on specific uh, subject first and like every other subsequent paper has less value because of it it's uh-huh. called getting scooped right so yeah we got scooped by people who are considerably more you know knowledgeable than mm. us but it, it's it's okay it's fine yeah but you know what we have that they don't are you ready chill vibes chill no, vibes have, and we coke. Have coke we have coke <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Much more important. Sunday Coke has to start sponsoring us. So yeah, Probably. the difference between them and us is that uh, we are not going to have a no spoiler version. Oh, it yeah. is going to go straight that, into spoilers. That's the actual difference. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um do you have like a short summary? Um kind of. Like I'm going to fly if you want. On the so. fly, yeah. <clears throat> so uh following Canavid Reach which ended with uh Canavid's conquest of Lehang we are jump a few years ahead excuse me actually just mention uh, the rest of the spoiler scope oh yeah good point it's every book we've done so far right like book of the fallen novels of the modern empire and that's it and the rest Maybe of the big books for good measure why not yeah, why not but no 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 karkanas <laughs> there's no reason There's no reason to bring up Karkanas, but yeah, yeah. definitely Gardens, definitely Book of the Fallen, definitely not me. Novels. There is a lot of novels to talk about here. Yeah. So yeah, please go on. Kalanved's Reach. So Kalanved's Reach ended with uh, Kalanved's Conquest of Lehang. We jump forward a few years after the Malazan Conquest. I say conquest. In actuality, from what we get in the book, it's more like they showed up, they knocked at the door, and they said, "Okay, you're under new management now." Uh, of Contali. Yeah, conquests don't have to be always one thing, right? Okay, yeah, that's a good point. That's true. Um and now the combined forces of the Mazan Empire, both naval and land, are amassing towards Falor. Uh and I say the combined forces because there's like a few other people like Kalanved who are not at all interested in any of this empire shit and they're just doing their own thing. Um as the name implies, Forge of the High Mage. which more apparently likes a lot more now following yeah, reading the book. Yeah. Uh the book is chiefly, well, I say chiefly, it's mostly about Dacian. As like um when we asked Cam about this, so like the first three books are to develop Cameron and Dancer and from now on they're taking on more of a backseat or other characters. This is definitely Dacian's book. Yeah. Um so that's the background. Quick yeah. summary of what actually happens. Uh we have a few scenes in Fowler. with a few interesting things we'll get to later. It's probably one of the better storylines of this book, which says a lot because there's a lot of good storylines in this book. Um mm-hmm. we have a fucking moving mountain, which is just amazing. Um yeah. we have the characters within the mountain and out of the mountain. You you know basically. what we need to specify that even though yes. this is a flying mountain, it's not moonspawn. It's another no moon flying spawn. mountain. There's yeah. a different flying mountain which just hovers over the ground like a few meters on a fly. They even specify like oh this is a prototype, you know, they made us before. Yeah. Which is wild. But anyway, um so you have a few scenes in Falar which mostly resolve revolve around the the faith of male um and yeah. Yes, and and <laughs> and Malik Rel. Yes. Um you have yeah. Yes? Yeah, go on, go on. Finish somebody. You have uh, our boy Tatrin um yeah. which who is with the expeditionary force of mainly our main characters in the force are Dudrek and Dasim who are leading it's like a, actually one of the bigger armies we see the Malazan field this early in the book in the series rather um and then you have the combined naval force under the command of Carthorn who is basically comprised of any sort of pirate that Kelleber manages to find yeah. which we'll also talk about a bit later because uh yeah and then you have Kelvin and Dancer doing completely their own thing they're barely in the book <laughs> you have the guard who is also doing their kind of their own thing um mostly reacting to the flying mountain which will like I'm so giddy about this <laughs> and then lastly 
we have um, the Jack, right? We have Lara, the bird priestess <coughs> from yeah. Dancer's Lament and Calamity Reach. Yeah. Which was uh, a nice reveal. And am I forgetting something? Oh, right. You have, so you have the Tyson D, right? You have Feral and Endist. Yeah, Feral and Endist, yeah. And we have those shipwrecked people who I still yeah. have no clue. Hessa and the uh, Hessa turn again for, to hide in a yell or the two twins. Yeah. And that's it. What and there's they? like Corbin who dies like an idiot. Yeah, like what what exactly are they? Like they're just shipwrecked people just show up. Yeah, they're shipwrecked people that like move inland and then they get taken by Singer into the mountain basically to run right. it. Nice. So so good. That's a good <laughs> summary, right? Summary. But anyway. <laughs> uh, so, so is there anything specific you want to start with? No, I just want to talk about the title. Mm? Because before we started, I thought the high image could mean either Teshran, it could mean Malikrel, obviously. Mm-hmm. Or it could mean, uh, I think, Endest. Endest was another contender for the title. Because I didn't mm-hmm. know he was there. So once I saw that, okay, there's another high image here. Is it another high image? I think at least these three. Yeah, there's also Kelan Bed, but technically oh, he's yeah. already been forged. Yeah, but he doesn't, yeah, he yeah, doesn't, doesn't need, need more. Forging. He was born forged as a high yeah. image. So. He was annealed uh, before birth. <laughs> so, right. So that's what I was thinking. And then it turns out to be an out and out Tashran book. Like, mm-hmm. No doubt. The high image is Tashran. And it's awesome. It sets up so much background. I'm so happy. I'm so happy with the title. I was mad that, you know, Jistal is such a nice, fancy-sounding name. Yeah, it does and sound very good. It sounds very Malazan. But... Yeah, but and I thought, why is there a need for another forge, right? There's already a forge of darkness in Malazan. Why do we need a forge of high image? Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was literally forged in fire. And then he gets tempered by getting dunked into this ocean. Oh, it was so good. I was so happy with the title. I have to tell Cam that, you know, awesome, good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to talk about. So, um, do you know what was a big surprise for me? Mm-hmm. After Dancer's Lament, I thought we are done with Ulara. Oh, and yeah. We, we talked about that, didn't we? Again. Yeah. We talked about that. I mean, yeah. even in Kellenwood's Reach, it was like a surprise that she showed up. And at the end, we thought, okay, even then her story is done. So Cam just randomly picked her up and put her as a bird priestess and left her there. Is what I thought. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's what that's how that book ends. She yeah. goes on to become their priestess, and that's yeah, it. Like cool, lower, neat. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, but no, but, no. <laughs> yeah, she's back, and dancer meets her, and oh, they're so cute. But you know, it was, Don't you think their dialogue was a bit stuff, a bit stiff? No. Yeah. To be kind of fair, I don't remember much of the dialogue to be, of, between these yeah, two. Yeah, because be it was very stiff. I was like looking forward to how they'll meet and all that. But I mean, maybe the he was going for an awkward vibe. Which is good. I think you, but it was very like, stiff. at least partly because like Ulara is definitely thinking ahead. Like Dancer is still thinking, oh, yeah, who's that little girl I met like a few, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago in Lihang. Like she's the priestess of an entire people that are currently being threatened by Dancer's Malazans. Yeah. It's not yeah. like we can't be lovebirds anymore, dude. You're like killing me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but there was no, like, yeah, it was very, very understated. So you just see that they're talking to each other and holding hands and stuff, but. The actual dialogue was just, I don't know, I, I, I wish it was more. Yeah, know? I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that. I just, mm. I, the fact I don't remember it probably speaks more to the fact that it was not particularly memorable. So yeah. I do quite like the dialogue in this book between other characters. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. God, like, <laughs> with, which one, like, Kellenwood just rocks. He rocks every scene he's in. Oh God. Uh, yeah, in, any memorable dialogue you want to... Uh, some of my favorite dialogue is just how you much know, fleshing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can I say something? Yes, that of course. If you want to look up memorable dialogues and stuff, you know, I please go ahead on your book. I, I want to <laughs> see how you how you pick up stuff. Okay, yeah. Hang on, this might take some time. You you don't even highlight stuff. See, I have a, like a list of stuff. Okay. But yeah, um, um <laughs> like one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite uh, pieces. Yeah. Is. After, like, the guardsmen break up, and you have, like, Jack and Gwyn going to find Skinner, and then Blues and Black going to find Shimmer, there's just so much fleshing out of these four characters in this book just by dialogue alone. They don't even do very much, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, just through dialogue alone, you get so much shut up on who they will be later. Like, Blues, he's a weapon master. He doesn't even realize. Like, he just was chosen one day. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're the weapon master. He doesn't even think about it, but he fights really well. Even with um, a stave, like he doesn't have like an edged blade or anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, his like weapon in most of the not me are just two sticks. Yeah, because he doesn't yeah. have blades. Um, you have Gwyn, who is a very 
by the book character. He just does everything by protocol. And then he joins mm. Skinner. And then he goes to, Jack to Jakaruku with Skinner and figures out, holy shit, this guy's evil. <laughs> and then goes back to Kaz. You have Jackin who joined with Skinner because she hates Simmer. And that's it. You say Jackin? Yeah. Okay. You say Jackin or what? Well, I don't say Jackin. I would probably say Jackin or something. No. I think Jackin is like a plant. So that's why I'm pronouncing it. Like that. Well, that's how it's pronounced in Greek anyway. So. Okay. Okay, sure. So let's but go yeah. with Jackin. Uh, doesn't well, sound good. Yeah. At the other there? And there's there a black, Smokey. right? Smokey. Smokey left. Smokey just kind of, yeah, up and left after the avalanche. And there's um, like black. Black. Who... Black the lesser. Do you remember his last scene? Like he was talking about these moon flowers or something. I think mm -hmm. that was very sweet. That that one scene was very sweet. Yeah. He says he tried so to like, find yeah, he's, it. Yeah, he's yeah. like a really big warrior. He's like a menacing motherfucker. Like dresses only in black. And he just frolics <laughs> around in fields with his father looking for, like, that's... <laughs> Really good. And, like I think even blues thinks that that the you think you know someone and then yeah, they just yeah, turn yeah. around and show. Yeah, <laughs> that is good. I I yeah, guards are amazing always in camps books. Yeah, you know what is my most favorite line in the whole book? Which you can find easily because you have a Kindle. Yes. Oh yeah, no no no. I I think you'll just agree with me on this because Kellenwood collects historians the way he the other rulers collect <laughs> mistresses. God. <laughs> Like, I, I don't know how many historians show up in this book. Like, forget about Heborik because he's he doesn't there's get the agenda. Yeah. There's at least like three that I know of are mentioned in the book. The the one with the map at the end? There's a guy with the map at the end. There's a guy who, with the map at the beginning, who's a different and guy. The map, and the map at the end, I think, uh, talks about a different historian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so and you have like Dewiker, who's mentioned in the book. You have Karsten, oh, who is like writing the fall of the Crimson Guard. Oh God, yeah. Do you the remember that part? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like there's four different historians being mentioned in this book, oh, plus Haboric from last book. That you know what vibes that gave me when Carson started writing about the Crimson Guard? It was like, uh, <laughs> who was this guy in Blood and Bone? Uh, oh yeah, uh, the principal um, Thorn. Scribe, Thorn. Thorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way he talks about, you know, just exaggerates and That's, and writes yeah. whatever he wants, and Kellenwood gets the same thing done for himself. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's so good. I think I like Kellenwood the most, like more than Dancer. Can you believe it? Kellenwood yeah, is awesome. Easily. Yeah. Easily, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what did Dancer do? Except being cool. Kellenwood is awesome. Right. <laughs> so is there are there more dialogues? Let me just look up quickly. Quickly. Oh, there's um that part with Dyshrin, like uh he he has his two minders, Ud and Missy. Oh who are like, is, we we're supposed yeah. to go with you. Okay, um can you like not do that? Yeah. Just like that? Yeah, can you like stay here? Okay. No, so he they asks here. everyone else. He asks <laughs> yeah. like Dasham and Dancer and everyone to just order them to stay back. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, how did you get them to stay? Well, I asked. Oh, imagine See? that. <laughs> God, that's Dancer. Two... Yeah, that's Dancer. These two are twats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, it, it was it was very nice the way Cam goes into Tay's head. It mm -hmm. is so consistent, and because we didn't have this background, Gardens of the Moon, and the first few books sort of seemed off to us, right? Because we don't mm -hmm. know what sort of a guy Tishran is and mm -hmm. how can this, you know, ordinary kingdom mage just be, you know, just chase away moon spawn or something, right? It was so unbelievable, mm -hmm. but this is where we see he's like, he can take on feral of all the people. He can just yeah. take on feral one-on-one. -on -one. And yeah. And like even and shout here. Out to our, yeah. Can we shout yeah. out to our yeah. YouTube friend, Feral? Yeah, Feral. Yeah. Who told us that, you know, there is a character in this. So I'm so happy. That person always comments and mm -hmm talks to us so it's fun. yeah this they read yeah they told us to read photo of the high image yeah mm -hmm. and i think i should apologize to our twitter friend mm -hmm. shia because <laughs> i didn't name any names i didn't spoil anything but still i just wanted like mm. a reunion but now i'm sort of disappointed that nothing happened they met and they just acknowledged each other and went on their way right mm -hmm. so it was fine it was okay yeah go on i've been You've been wanting to say something. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Uh, what I wanted to say is that even from Dead House Landing, where he's first introduced, you still have this arc of Tayshrin trying to fit. You know, he doesn't quite fit. He, yeah, yeah. You don't have the same thing where he just like academically observes what he's feeling and what he's thinking and trying to rationalize why he's feeling that way. But yeah. even here, it takes him some time to realize what he wants and he has to process it first. Like, why am I doing this? What do I want? Oh, yeah, I want respect from the common soldier. 
I want these people not to view me as a superior, but like as an equal, as a friend, as someone they can trust and protect. And then he That's... even thinks how how pedestrian this is. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a lot of these scenes <laughs> in this book. It's like, oh, how pedestrian, how like the riffraff and stuff like that. It's yeah, like, it's yeah. great. He but hasn't yeah, gotten over that. <laughs> it doesn't go away. Yeah. And, you know, you can see Hairlock being more and more alienated away from him because he probably thought this guy is going to go to this flying mountain and die and, you know, mm-hmm. Hairlock could become the next high image or something. But, yeah. Like the book even ends like this, right? Like, they just notices, yeah. oh, this guy's a bit of a dick, but he's useful to the Empire. Yeah. See? Nice. But, um, yeah, uh, there was a, th- a thing about uh, Hairlocks trying to fill Tatian's boots or something. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about, like, even Nightshell is a contender. But, you know, I have to bring this up. Why is one more person, one more woman barefooted in Cam's books? I don't know why. Every book has, like, <laughs> you said it's like, Probably uh, I'm biased because I notice it more. But I don't know. I don't see any mentions of barefoot guys. We have the who's that lady who goes on to Ulara's camp. The soul taken beast hold Seti. What's her Seal? name? Seal. Seal. Yeah. Seal. Yeah. She, uh, she's barefoot. And night chill is. And you know, every book has one or two. So, I, But I, I don't mind in the sense. Lassine is so awesomely described as always being barefoot, right? Mm-hmm. No complaints. It's just, it's just down to earth, right? So like, it's a means to make them seem like they're down to earth and more like you know grounded no, rather than no. imperious. No. No, I thought Lassine is barefoot because she's always fighting ready. Yeah, but she's also unprepossessing because of it. Like she doesn't look regal, like despite most people's power. Like Nightchill is an elder goddess, right? But she looks. Can, I average. have a counter. I have a counter for that. What's the counter? Shalmanat. She is barefoot too, but she is not unprepossessing okay. or anything. Yeah, yeah. that's true enough. Yeah. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> so, there is a different value for each one's barefootedness. So, yeah. Right. What is Shalmanat's barefoot purpose? I don't fucking know. I think mm-hmm. it's just for silk's sake. He almost faded, like when he saw her ankle or something. I, the guy's weird. Oh, I don't know. Oh don't, let's not talk it's about not silk weird. here. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, we will just get too distracted by silk. Right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, I wanted to, to ask yeah. you one yeah. thing. Uh, yes. What did uh, Kellenwood mean that they've lost the South? Which part of the South have they lost? Like uh, Coral. Oh, is that the South they're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'm not very which, clear which, on that. Okay, which by part. the way, um, he just pulled the entire fleet out of Corel. Like, he yeah. left two armies in Corel <laughs> just die. <laughs> no, he told um, them that they can withdraw if they want. If and they want. Those are the ones the who turn renegade and those are the ones we see in, uh, in that book, Stone Wielder, right? They're the Malazans who have sort of, uh, you know, sort of become gone native there, mm. no? We learn from Scanaro in Desert Dreams mm. that two armies, the 8th and the 13th, ended up washing out on Malaz Isle and they were too dang- to, like, dis- destroyed to actually make it. So, like, that's two armies plus whatever troops Greymane had Plus, all the renegades stayed back. So, hmm. we're looking at a few tens of thousands of soldiers on Corel just abandoned because Canberra kind of wanted to pull the fleet back with no second thought. Like, oh, yeah, whatever, mistakes happen, it's fine. Like, yeah. This is the yeah, kind I of mean, person Canberra kind of is. Which is. This is the type of ruler Canberra is. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that it's not necessarily like acknowledged within the digesis. It's like, oh, yeah, this, this is totally something Canberra kind of would do. Why would we be surprised? And it's I mean, left it's... kind of to the reader. To, like, it's a ruthless empire, that's right? fucked up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's nothing that Kellenwood does that does that it is sort of understandable or anything or sort of can be explained <laughs> as he's doing something for the good of it. I don't know. He's uh, It's sort of like a game, right? Just to collect the mm-hmm. empire, to keep expanding, to keep conquering stuff, just because he can do it. You know, it's like a game, just for the challenge of it. Since we're on the topic of Kellenwood, yeah? Yeah. yeah no, that, that's the whole thing. Yeah, go on. Since we're on the topic of Kellenwood, um, so there's something more I pointed out, actually. Early on in the book, like chapter 3, after Cartharan and Kellenwood have a discussion on uh, The Twisted, Cartharan mm-hmm. uh, pulls out like a bottle of some viscous liquid, yeah, and he just throws it overboard. No, no, he doesn't just throw it. Kellenwood he makes like a propitation, right? Like he sort of just hands it off and say, would you just mind, do you mind throwing it away and all? <laughs> and so Cartharan goes, and out of habit, he prays to Kim while throwing it. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome, right? He made the captain pray to male in spite of himself. And then there was more bloodshed. And then again, 
they they clean the blood and again pour it into the sea and yeah kelmert is playing and, a lot of games in this yeah and, and the whole fleet of pirates and privateers and corsairs and all of that, oh, that which is, is like really is really smart by the way I because know. this is totally I, something empires would do just no, hire people yeah there was yeah. so much build up that these guys would go into his cabin and they would all just joke around and dancer is like clueless what's going on like why is he suddenly being friends with these guys and he's been like he's he's doing inception with these fellows right he's just planting ideas that you can be rulers and you can just take over an island for yourself and and then he just he just pulls the rug under their feet right mm-hmm. it's so good <laughs> and there's um, and then uh, yeah and yeah. there's the usual tactic of distracting from the sea while the actual army comes up from behind oh Oh, Kelenwood. But then, you know, in spite of all his genius, what happens? Malikril still survives mm-hmm. and still slips out and pretends to be the informant. And like the fucking he, eel he is. He's not the eel. Don't insult okay, Krupp. Okay, right. You're not. He's not the eel. Anyway, he's, he's a, a snake. He's a snake. Yeah, I guess. But <laughs> what I wanted to, like, I wanted to make the point that um, this, mm-hmm. what, like, you know, hiring privateers and corsairs and giving them, like, embarkees of, like, uh, a declaration of oh yeah you can um raid foreign yeah. trade and commerce and cities in my name this is totally something empires would do and it is totally something that would go awful and this is usually how they dealt with it mm-hmm. this exact way i would just roll up with a bigger navy and destroy them yeah i mean it is so, like that right that so tracks. they put in the smaller powers to kill each other and then they walk in and yeah ruthless killerhood and who um, i i i don't hmm? know why we even think that he could be insane right he can't be he's he is he's definitely unhinged. a psycho <laughs> he is but you know he's not like insane and uh, just doing whatever he wants hmm. he has purpose he he knows oh, exactly yeah, no. what he's doing yeah, yeah so for sure that's not that's not insane right it's a psycho as you yeah. say good word um anything about Oh, and uh, that was nice. Carthron swore that he would never step onto land again. Yeah, like Nock. Whole... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we, we do keep hearing that, right? That Nock is, you know, he never comes ashore and all he that. He does violate it a few times in the Book of the Fallen, but for the most yeah, part, yeah. every time we see him, he's on sea. Yeah, he's sailing here. Nock is coming here. Nock's like, fleet is going even there. Even in Stonewielder, yeah. I don't think he ever steps on land. Uh, I don't remember. Okay, maybe. So... This tracks. This is like something that he does, yeah, and yeah. it's neat. Yeah. So, um, what about the Jack? I thought there was a question today on the sub. Did you go on answer yeah. that? I didn't answer about... that. No, but they definitely do veer. Yeah, they it's just that Cam has this few words which he never uses, which Steve uses. And, like they have some things, you know, some they keep it sort of different. Even the spellings, there are some spellings which they do mm-hmm. don't agree on, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember the example now, but they have some differences between them. I mean, I this, think is this is one, one of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, here it's not the spelling; it's just the usage. He just says "transform," but Steve always makes it a point to say that they're rearing or they're assembling. Yeah, right. He never he never misses a chance to say use either of those words. So, what I find interesting is that um, we see a lot of different names for Jack, and usually it's a CK, which hmm. we see in like leather, we see in Corel, we see everywhere there's Jack. Except here, okay. which is just J E H E K without without a C, is that, which is there's no C. Oh, which is an interesting distinction. I'm not sure what it means precisely. Also, also, um, something which I found recently is "fen" in some language. I think archaic Italian means monster. Fen. Yes, fen. Mm-hmm. Just is a is like the word demon for anything that's not like human oh. and from this world. Mm-hmm. Fen is just monster. So they describe, you know, the the Thelemen of the Fen range as monsters, which is great. Awesome. No, I thought it was, you know, there was another post somebody was trying to talk about the the word evolution. So mm-hmm. Thelemen became like sort of something like that, Then and because Te and Fe sort of go together. So that's where the Fen came up. Someone had had an idea like that. And I thought that made sense. Thelemen, Toblakai. I do think... You can get those words from bastardizations of the different races, but I'm pretty sure that's where that word Are comes from. To At least in Tali, I am looking it up. Yes, I'm fairly sure. <laughs> oh. It could be crazy. Yeah. So this is one of the other differences between academics discussing a book and 
regular people talking about we're, it. Yeah, we're yeah. a bit um, out of our... Anyway. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, I wanted to mention sure. is that, you know, even, like, the monster races in Dali have, like, genuine culture and civilization, right? You have the Thelman, yeah. and you have the... Even the Kachain have habited. You have the... Um, the Jack we just mentioned, who do beer, by the way. Uh, they just look no, very they hairy. They're very they're okay. Just... Yeah, they transform and they don't assemble. They just transform back. Um, <laughs> and they have like bear and wolf. They yeah, they're very hairy. Race. They're very big. They they are very. They're more animalistic. They're than others all taken, which is interesting. You have no, but, your uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go on, go on. You have other animalistic like Soldagen tribe, like the Jack of Leather, for instance, but they don't look like this and they don't act like this i think cl is a good example because yeah. she she sees a all taken mm-hmm. but you know apart from being described as wearing some white cloth clothes or something i don't think we get any idea that she is also soul taken but uh, the the seti i think you will remember they had different uh, what do you call jackal things and all right yeah. cult of the jackal or different ones so probably they all started as soul taken as soul taken shamans right and probably by the time return of the crimson guard happens there are no more soul taken leaders right it is mm-hmm. all just regular guys being shamans yep na yeah city Makes city sense. culture okay um what was seal's uh, form like what was the beast she was turning into are we told yeah but i don't remember uh it's like a white no, it's fox a i think sleek, white, white white jackal thing. something like that yeah it's never like explicitly mentioned i think we just know it's silver and it's sleek and transforms mid jump and all that you know yeah. but we, i don't think we get the actual animal i thought it was mm-hmm. a bear for a long time but it's not yeah. i don't think so no you think okay um as a, as a side note she has a fucking claw <laughs> uh, she is yeah yeah, yeah. that just happened I mean, how many soul taken claws does herly have like what isn't it awesome like Yeah. I, how can she not be the claw master in but then yeah she is a defector at heart so the topper is is very loyal so nobody yeah. can replace topper i don't know why everyone hates topper he's just doing his job he's I mean, next ex- he's okay to be he's fair he's a dick but you know before like ost he is an extravagant extremely like and in- self indulgent dickwad <laughs> and it shows <laughs> he just wears green like you shouldn't fault like, people for dressing I mean, up nicely and wearing when, like, green <laughs> when dudrek throws wine at him for appearing in his tent yeah. like do you know how hard it is to clean silk i just like yeah he's good topper is good but you know it is so nice to have this background and then when you go into gardens it's going to be so much more fun imagine that like there's two more books in the series i can't mm-hmm. wait to see what more is laid out right what was to be seen gardens which made like less sense to us probably some background on tatasail some more are we going to revisit her again probably possibly because we need to set up tashran versus hairlock tatasail and the others right akeronis who dies like in one page <laughs> poor guy <laughs> yeah so belebran and nightchill wasn't that nice yeah he starts calling sister and then she stops him no 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 nightchill <laughs> yeah Yeah, that is fun. So, it's already established. Even I was thinking that, you know, how did this ancient immortal lady have this boyfriend from the Indomalasan army and all that? No, they met before. Mm-hmm. So, they're in the army because they came together properly. That makes sense. And that makes more sense that Belludan was grieving so much when she died yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, it's so nice to have all these background things fleshed out. Ah, what is the storyline? Um, I mean, we've talked about Tayshran, right? But, It, it's more evident in like later but especially in like the early books it's not so evident but here it very clearly shows that Nightchill is grooming Tayshran to become Cruel's replacement like, is she? so it oh. seems right oh yeah because she meets no, with you... Cruel in the early book like when she first appears in the L true I didn't even she meets with Cruel and they talk yeah, and like, yeah. oh I, I, I see you have potential so you know and she's gauging different individuals it's not like she's just went to Tayshran immediately she's like she's Cal in bed and then appears to him she she dancer goes to him and so on and so forth and she has a patient yeah. and then she like have you tried pushing yourself harder <laughs> though that's so good yeah no it's really good it's really yeah, good yeah oh, and that's so nice that attention uh, realizes that you know it's not just a scientific way of using magic you need to put your heart into it right you, which, you've okay. got 
we see, I think, a lot in the later series, an overcorrection towards the other way of like, nobody's using the scientific methods anymore. Everyone is like, yeah. I feel. And it's Station yeah. that uses more science and like actually becomes the better Magus. No, that's have, like with Cowl, cool. right? Yeah, with, uh, yeah. Dialogue with Cowl in return, who's like, yeah. <laughs> bullshit, who hears? I care, motherfucker. <laughs> that's why I'm alive and you're an IMAS now, idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's so good because we thought that Tayshin is just naturally good and then he becomes better because he's, he's you know, he goes into academics or something. But it's the other way, right? He's yeah. just he's just always been a uh, student and he just becomes better with practice. Mm-hmm. It is so nice. But I, I can't say I like Tayshin. It's just his character is so nice. I don't think he's meant to be likable per se. Not, like, a lot not, of characters no. in this book are not meant to be likable per se, which is mm-hmm. really good because... Who else? Who they kind of are. You like? Malik Rill. I like Malik. Malik is very well written in this book, which I hate to say, but he's very well written. <laughs> God damn it. Like, I could believe everything that I read. Like, yeah. It's... And you can see that he's sort of immature here. He's sort mm-hmm. of still emotional and all that because by the time Dead House Gates happens, and by House of Chains at least, he's just... Not House of Chains. What's that? Bone Hunters. Yeah, Bone Hunters. By the time he's like completely in control of what's going on, right? Everything is under mm-hmm. his control. Here, he, he's still sort of insecure and... He still is sort, you know, he's sort of scrambling here, and he comes through. But it could be like touch and go on. Why does he have gray green teeth? It's such a sad little thing to mention each time he comes up that he has gray teeth and green. It's like teeth. it's it's like it's his thing. It's his like um his unique selling point. You just pay, right? That's how you identify him at the end. Like he smiles yeah, to Aragon, but... which, by the way, Aragon appears in this book, and then he just like oh, he yes, smiles at Aragon, and it's just yeah. it's just the teeth. That's how yeah. you know. Oh, but so. that green teeth is so disgusting to read about. It is. I think that's the point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. I think Steve just drops it like once or twice in the whole series. But Cam just rolls with it. Each time Malikrel appears on page, there's mention of his green teeth. Then. At least he doesn't say green velvety teeth or anything, which should have made me feel. <laughs> so at least he just stops with the color. Yeah. It's probably just yeah. decayed teeth. Yeah. Uh, what was that uh, lady? Uh Glyneth, the yeah, abbess. The abbess, whose title changed every time she came up. Was the title like, changing? Because I didn't really notice that. Like Some, abbess, ab, um, Glyneth, whatever, abbess of of Cabell, and then something else, and then that something else would change until she lost those titles, and it just became abbess of, of, of Cabell. And then she lost that, too, and this became her name. Oh, you said, okay, I, do, I don't think I paid attention to that. Is there something like Keeper of the Pure Faith or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something something like, like, yeah, it's something like completely things. weird and pointless. That this, which we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, that comes up a lot. Hmm. And Nuraj, that sounds like an Indian name, and I like the guy. Mm-hmm. Nuraj, he's like the, the guardian of the faith. Right? Yeah, the guardian. Yeah. And um, do you want to talk about Gianna, the Kiska I mean... stand-in of this book? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I, I have yeah. no problems with reading Kiska stand-ins because Cam does a really good job with each one. I think, yeah, she. I like the archetypes of women taking no shit from anybody, and Jenna definitely fits that bill. Yeah. I like. I really like the banter. Like, Between really like the banter. And... Her and Glyneth, oh, you know, she... the, like the the I hate oh, you banter. Do you do you call it banter? Seriously, I mean, like, she's so snarky with all of them. Is it banter? She's not being fun. Yeah, uh, and who is it? Uh, old smuggler who helps her? Torva. Torva is the guy. Yeah, Brevin is the captain. Yeah, Brevin's the captain. Yeah, that is good. Oh, and yeah, let's give honorable mention of Mr. Bug. No. This is where he starts Who, cooking. Which is like really cool. Just, I know. Oh, yeah. He's just trapped there and he is given an offering with which to break his chain. It's like he does it again later. That's the same thing he does in Return of the Crimson Guard. To, like tell Mali to go fuck himself. Does he do that? In, oh, yeah. And that's when he comes. Right, right, right. It's so fucking also, it's cool. Like a, yeah. Oh, wow. And that's when he gets his uh, that shell knife and all that mm-hmm. because he's trapped under there and oh, it is so good. But I, as soon as you mentioned that there is a pot-bellied guy living underwater, it's it's obviously Everyone, male. Yeah. And yeah. then he has to say, "I'm just a bug. I'm an insect." I'm just thinking of you know, I I still have this idea that if someone starts from PTA and they really like the books and then they go on to the rest of the Malazan, it's going to be so much fun for them. Yeah, for sure. But but I'm not sure how much people can be invested in just this right like because we like it because there is so much we already know mm. mm-hmm. at least in dancers and all it's because we know it is shimmer it adds a lot of 
interest to her story but if you don't know it's just some random king's guard i mean to be fair ganon's yeah. parents just some random kid who is just but yeah. there is so much going on in gardens right pretty is so much self contained it has like so few storylines to follow at least in ganos by the time you get irritated with ganos there's crocus and then you get more irritated yeah. and then there's rake and then you think oh everything is good it so much is happening in gardens we can't compare the two mm-hmm. but you know if someone started with pta and then went on to the rest it's i think they'll have a more fun time yeah for sure i think yeah all this i'm just a bug and do you know the elder god he can't like give up blood mm-hmm. it's like such a huge thing that he puts his whole weight on the knife and then squeezes out like one drop of blood to escape and all that it's fun and so this is where he b- picks up his cooking skills yeah to help king t holdy only <laughs> like so after this the, uh, these guys are heading to seven cities yeah so that's where we leave them and which okay can i just talk about how fucking effortlessly cool emanage is yeah yeah <sighs> i mean i'm in love <laughs> even as is awesome and it, it it's i don't know it's been like done so many times with all these cool swordsmen like we saw dasam in sort of in the same situation mm-hmm. in previous books and here dasam is like taken up his uh, title and he's doing all his first sword business but even as is the, still the reluctant warrior and oh it was so nice and aran has a queen how long ago is this like the seven cities have champions but i didn't know that aran had a queen or anything no. i didn't know either because they're yes, theocracies supposedly right because everyone's like by the by the fathern which Father, are like yeah. theocrats no but she so. is i think mentioned as the priestess the mother the queen yeah a lot of I things all the titles are thrown at yeah, this so yeah 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 she's just a name could be and what is he he's just a champion yeah he's like the champ he we have a champion of like egadan who does some mm-hmm. fights they have mentions yeah. of other champions you have kalam who was like a dagger which okay can we just talk about how many different peoples have like proto claws like falar yeah. has like the covered no. arm of the faith militant right no, it's just that everywhere people have assassins and malazans just happen to call <laughs> they just happen to call their claws but it's usually just assassins you know working mm-hmm. assassin spies basically every every army needs one every empire needs one so yeah tell me about kalam being a dagger Yeah, I think we might actually see Kalam because he's the, in the next book because he's like the dagger of the Falazan in So if we are going city. to seven cities do you think we'll be able to see like the setup for the whirlwind and all that that would be so Definitely cool Definitely probably Oh I really hope that happens I think yeah. if anything next book would be Dasam's book in the same way that this was like Didn't we already have Dasam's book, book? Necessarily Yeah I mean he he hooks up with <laughs> that regular lady so I think he's done. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Tation is ace, so he doesn't get any. The next yeah. book might be something to do with seven cities. What also. what if we see Quickburn or someone? No, Quickburn and Kalam don't enter the army till like the Bridgeburner Raraku story, right? They don't so enter the army, but they could fight against them, right? <clears throat> you know, even though we have like a different explanation for what Bridgeburners mean because mm-hmm. Jack, just Jack burnt a bridge and you know and then he was called whiskey jack and all that i hope we get to see the whole raraku chase as you know as a camps version of that oh, i'm not sure if we will see that because it's like already so. done but yeah yeah maybe. i don't think so but a different interpretation of that you know at least but already we have a different interpretation with whiskey jack blowing up a bridge that was fun what we have finished the morant maybe it's black dog i think that's what's coming up next uh black dog is six right like Oh, book 6 is um Jarvakis? Oh, is it? Okay. Then what's 5? 5 7 cities. Yeah, but who Th- is in 7 cities? This is 4. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, my guess was Dasam, right? My guess was like up to and maybe including Yigatan. I don't think we're going to see Yigatan again because Knight of Mars. I don't think we'll was... see Yigatan. I think we'll see the build up to Yigatan, not the siege itself. Hmm. But then by Yigatan, I think Surly was on the ground, right? Right now she's just holed up in Malaz. Yeah. Not going anywhere. And when did they move to Unta? When did the capital change happen? Sometime After these guys this disappeared? Uh, no, 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 no. I think it's before this. No? I don't know. I thought it was like they disappeared and then their capital was moved and then Surly took over or something. I We don't know. Like, we don't yeah. know. We're a bit clueless. Like, we have to ask one of the guys. Yeah. One of our buddies. Um, so, I'm going to nerd out a little bit. You know what? 
nerd out a little bit. Oh yeah, let so me relax. One of the things is um, on the maps of the book you get, there's actually yeah. an island somewhere in the middle of like Waxi, I think it is, which mm. is called Ruined Isle or something of the sort. Rubble Isle. Rubble. Or Rubble Isle. Um, and it just, it, the, um, the description of it tracks very well with the original island that you have in uh, oh, the problem. And then later it's acknowledged, and I think that's really cool. I just think, oh, you know, because I noticed the first thing, the first thing I look at is the map, and then I noticed, I read the prologue, and then I went back and saw the thing, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool, that's nice. Um, the other but thing why is... why were you flipping yeah. to the back of the book? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> this is a glossary or something, I don't know, I, just, I do that sometimes. Um, the other thing, which I quite like, is... One of the main themes that's presented in this book, and it's not acknowledged whatsoever. It's not even talked about. It's not like no one's actively in your face talking about it, like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's what's up. You have Dristlesbane. And what is Dristlesbane? Dristlesbane is just the history, the forgotten history, the hidden history, which is like sealed it's... and thrown to the bottom of the ocean, yep. which is what Kalanuri is doing with his historians. <laughs> It's it's just nice. Yeah. It's excellent. The best yeah. weapon to defeat such narratives, such imperial colonialist narratives, is knowledge. Is the yeah. maintenance of old knowledge and who your culture is and was. Yeah. And that's brought up with Kellenved, that's brought up very well with um Vigistal. That builds a lot into most of Tavor's motivations for keeping like Ballistic alive in Book of the Fallen. It's like we need to keep the truth of the chain of Doctor alive. So I'm yeah. going to keep you alive, even if you're a piece of shit to me, because I need you to be alive, because I need the truth to be maintained. And it's just, no one talks about it. It's just, oh yeah, Kalenbit just gathers uh, historians like mistresses, and, yeah. you know, the weapon against the gistel is just knowledge. Yeah, yeah. And all the oral tradition that's carried over from um, Gianna's grandmother and the like, about the old Keld of Male. The which, there the is, invaders there, and who talked about the invaders yeah yeah well cam has such a nice way of bringing this up right like in each book there are invaders and there are invaders so and this is what ruthen was saying in uh in dust of dreams i believe which he says strike said. island and we don't get strike island we get like we, more centrally in Falor, so it kind of tracks but it's still bullshit which probably talks to ruthen being very old like he's Weaving a plausible lie based on his past experiences. Or he could actually be a male favored child of Falar. Maybe. I mean, it tracks, right? That. Because he's male favored, and that's why the Storm Riders made a deal with him. And maybe it was just his nickname, just call me Elder or something, and that's why the Talan yeah, must yeah. call him Elder. So. It, it's very possible, yeah. Yeah. No, but so these black haired guys are like the actual Falarans, mm-hmm. and the red haired are the invaders, like. Fiddler, origin of Fiddler and all that is from... He says that he's Falari origin, right? Fiddler. Mm-hmm. So, that's nice. And Which, then we have... Yeah? Yeah. yeah. And even Stormy and Gessler, I believe. Even they are yeah, Falarans. Yeah. Yeah, go on there. The interesting point I want to raise is that Malik Rell doesn't have red hair. Yeah, he's favored he by male. He is the yeah, original male guy. Yes. Which is yes. just... What the fuck? I mean, <laughs> that's what he's able this to... guy? Why this dude? <laughs> yeah. He can't help it. Like he was born with his, you know, favoring of whatever blessing of male or something. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why he was able to use the elder god for so long. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. And wasn't it very nice after reading through those scrolls and all that? And Gianna can just she can just command. She yeah. can just no sacrifices, ask. no bullshit. Just nothing. Come. Yeah, she can just it's request just the god. way. And Tation does the same thing, right? He just requests everything. So I love Kamal so much. So Oh, and did you uh, do you know? I was looking up what is ute. Did you say ute? How mm-hmm. do you say the word? Yeah, ute. That's or like ute. the origin of the word Utah, the state. Mm-hmm. It's the name of a people there. So. Oh. Yeah, it's an actual wiki word. Mm. Yeah, ute and Missy. I like Missy. I like the name. So right. So that's what Gianna does. She mm-hmm. just asks and and do you know how many people get treasure in this? How many people get rich here? Those two twins carry of sacks of like rubies and stuff and then the whole Brevin's ca- crew they also mm-hmm. get a lot of tra- sea treasure mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know the the way this the thing ends with those two twins showing up with sacks of gems and they can't eat it and they say we will pay and all that it has so much of this novelas vibe 
this book has a lot of vibes of the novelas i think you should i think you'll like it mm-hmm. one of the ones in the middle like what's after lease of laughter sin worms of dead worms of bermuda yeah 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 that has a lot of vibes like this even that's like a records coast setting mm-hmm. so you have old people smugglers and right you should read them someday but yeah what else i want to under that about hold up Well, you had another oh, thing to know. We didn't even fucking talk about the moving mountain. Ma- Holy shit. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. The- there's a moving fucking mountain in this book. <laughs> like, that is the main character. Yeah. That mountain. Just, um... One thing which I totally enjoy, what Cam does, mm-hmm. is, like, have this thing happening at the center of the book and then have all these stories just surrounding it, right? It's so much fun. I, like, I was going to bring see- that up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so nice to see this one standard thing relentlessly moving north. spewing out clouds and it's hot and nobody can go there and then everyone is looking at the same thing and going through different reactions with it and it's so so good it's so cohesive yeah yeah um go on, go on. what i wanted to bring up in this regard is steve's method of storytelling is you have the environment serve as a backdrop for events to happen like mm-hmm. even in the desert right like the bone hunters are marching and they're dying in the desert and they spend that time moping like the desert is a backdrop to facilitate their philosophizing which is a yeah. very interesting way of storytelling. I wouldn't be here if I didn't like it. But also But it, it kind of diminishes the effect of the background like it's they're just dying, it's whatever, who cares. I mean, it's called background, so it's supposed to be in the background. Yeah. It's Cam But who does the opposite. Here, yeah. yeah, yeah, you have events in the background occurring in the foreground and everyone's reacting to what their environment is doing rather than the other way around. It's not that like they can actively change their environment at will. Like okay, yeah, I'm just going to move this mountain. Who cares? No. <laughs> you don't do that. The mountain moves yeah. you. Yeah. It destroys forts. It destroys fortifications. It destroys your entire army. It kills like 2000 people. It it fucking moves through the sea with a burning engines. It, yeah. It's a moving fucking mountain. And it's so good. <laughs> yeah. I think this was this is why I like Blood and Bone so much. because the whole story is all about another part yeah, the yeah, environment. yeah yeah the ambience of it and even stone wielder by the end of it i was like feeling cold and damp because it was so so much on the sea and you could just keep reading the same things again There's and again so many mentions of like people being frigid and cold and damp and wet and all and that yeah the spray hitting them and all this mm, yeah yeah so so good but this one yeah the mountain yeah yeah, yeah the mountain yeah. I uh, know what I wanted to say in this book is like Admiral Aslamon's on point. There's so much boat stuff <laughs> and it's amazing. Like you can tell the guy really him. likes right the stuff and it 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 shows. And there is even more uh, ship talk in this, right? Like even more of those stuff and people just tying themselves to rails and making sure they don't fall away and all that. It is so like belaying poles and like navigating tight straits. We've had we've had belaying poles before. We've had all of that, but it's just there's so much yeah. more here, and I just no, I, I really that, like this stuff. I know that because I've read Esselmont. I know what belaying poles are <laughs> because I've read them. <laughs> but yeah, as he said, it is just wish fulfillment, right? It's not like yeah. he's an actual sailor, and I find it so hard to believe. Like, can't he writes like one? <laughs> God. Yeah, and he never uh, brings up any vulgar talk uh, from Gianna. He just mm-hmm. says that she has sailor's curses and she talks bad and all that, but he never like actually brings it up. He never says what exactly she's talking. No, mm-hmm. which is which is a nice way to do it, right? The only person like overtly vulgar is Herlock in this book, right? What does he say? Just like he when when Sienna attacks him, he just goes like "fuck off" or like "fucking whore." Oh. He just swears very like openly. Do you know what I really enjoyed about uh, Smokey? The way Smokey talks, mm-hmm. he's all like chill, like. Come on man, let's go man. <laughs> What do we do man? <laughs> Which also tracks because that's how like how yeah, he deals yeah. with Shimmer, right? That's when like when he dies and he goes back with Shimmer and like the, as a mm. brethren and he guides her through. That's that's the vibe he adopts, right? The no, it, chill, he's the back. one who totally helps out Kyle, right? In the beginning, Kyle is like the um, more than anyone else. And even in Lee Hang, he's like the most chill of the four, right? Yeah. Also we've had the so we got Smokey here, we got Corol Who's the others? Silk is uh, Mara and Silk. Where Mara is Mara? with Skinner. With Skinner, probably. Oh yeah. And Jack Rugu and Silk is missing in action. Silk boarded a ship to go somewhere. No idea where. After Shalmanat is gone, died. Did she die? No, she gets banished. Yeah. So even Silk goes away. Yeah. 
but we remember uh, he gets on a ship with some people and i don't know where he yeah, he goes like the, dude, he, he goes to the empire somewhere like i think miles isle or something like that or he goes to the mars empire but he comes back he then comes back in return of the crimson guard so he's around he's not like completely gone and then we meet him and lists and all this oh, it's going to be so much fun to go back to those books now no yeah yeah for sure. Are we going to just constantly keep reading Malasan over and over because we keep mm, making this That's my fear actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is. I mean, I've been going 3 years now. What about you? 2 years. Uh, 2 and a bit. Yeah. In a bit rather. I've not started. I've not get close to 2 years. Oh, you haven't finished 2 years yet. No, no, no. I finished 2 years in about 2 months. But uh, then one month. You one half. read everything yeah? at least twice already except Gardens. Except Gardens and The Crippled yeah. God and, and Fall of Light. Light. and I've not read the novels at all so oh yeah that's that's a big glaring mistake my bad yeah you should read them to call yourself malas i'll I'll remind you that as soon as possible yeah so i can talk you about really? the adventures of um uh, did you buy oh, the novels i have for the first uh, 3 which right. annoyingly don't have worms of bleeding mouth they have healthy dead so what? annoying healthy dead is also amazing healthy dead is so funny it made me like laugh and laugh i might have sent screenshots to you on from healthy dead it's very possible Yeah, it was very good. But anyway, uh, let's get back on track a bit. Uh, there's probably the I don't remember what else I want to talk about. There's a lot. Okay. This mountain. Um, okay, I I want to I have a question. Yeah, I have yeah. a question. Yes. What do you think is the speed of this mountain? Because people are just running and climbing on it and it's still moving but it can, can someone do the math right. and tell me like, like what is the speed? It's not like ramming speed. It's a pretty sizable mountain with a few old engines, so it can be moving that quickly. Yeah, but it does like have a lot of momentum. Just hop in and hop out. We just wait for. It has for... a lot of momentum due to the mass that it has. So because of that, it's like it, it's pretty unstoppable, but doesn't move quickly. Hmm. So if you're like small, it's like it's the same thing. Like if you drop like a rat from a ten-story building, no, no, rats are blind. No, no, I'm asking for a number like ten. I don't know what the number is. Of... Yeah, I want a number. That's what I'm trying. I don't to know. Find Do we have the maps? We can scale it, and you can. Maybe if you have the time, yeah, you should calculate. Sure. If I have the time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just might. Yeah, you should. Is it um, maps to scale? Hmm? I think it is. The I think map? there's probably a scale somewhere. I know Carcanas has scale maps, so this one should most, probably do. Most maps have, like Carcanas has. Yeah, we'll not talk about Carcanas here, because <laughs> yeah. we want audience That's when not... we start fall of light. Uh, I don't actually see a scale here, but I'm pretty sure you can do the math anyway. Like it's no big deal. Yeah. No big deal. Why don't you try? I just might. and uh, even though uh, so uh, imanaj is so cool and all that at the end he says i've seen this malasans they are no threat to us and no threat to us yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. so sad he, i think we'll start book 5 and we see that imanaj is already dead or hung up or something like that i really that. hope so not i hope not it's that's what's going to happen lee you better prepare for it i'm yeah i'm sure but i hope yeah, not yeah or maybe he defects and becomes a talon or something Can you imagine the holy champion becoming a talent for the Malasan Empire? I can't. No, I don't think that will happen. That'd be cool. No, what he's I, going to die. Did I want to talk about? Right, right, right. Um, there is a Lee. Yeah, there is a Lee, which is probably yeah. a pseudonym, by the way, not like his actual name. But there is a Lee. Yeah, and a male Lee at, at this, you know. Yeah, there is a male Lee at last. It's not um <laughs> some claw lady in Malasan city. Yeah. I'm very. And he's an asshole, but yeah, <laughs> that's par for the course at this point. Um, the other Lee was nice. That I like that one. the The first yeah, she was fun. Right? She was like she was the other Kiska standard we had. Ah, yeah. So each book has a Kiska standard. <laughs> yeah. And no, no complaints. We're not complaining. We're not well, bitching about not. it. We're just we're of happy to not. have more Kiska standards. So right. And there are Kiska standards, and there are also old ladies smoking pipes standing. So. Jan yep. and Jan. You want to talk about yeah. Jan and Jan? Who's the We, sister? Janelle. Janelle was the guy. Janelle was the sister. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. We've seen them before in Kilimanjaro Reach, and the reason they're hmm. so old, despite like they're in their twenties, is because uh, Janelle was like taken, kidnapped, and like tortured. I don't remember exactly what was going on, but mm-hmm. Janelle takes her to a witch, a candle witch, like Riga. Mm-hmm. Not her, but you get the idea. Yeah. And uh, for their magic to work. they need to trade their life source. Ah, they do that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, how like Paul and Squish draw on Twilight to become younger? It's the same thing. Who? Po- the two shake witches. Ah, the oh, yeah, yeah. Paul yeah. and Twilight, yeah. It's basically the same thing. Like she becomes younger, they used to become older and so on and so forth. Like no, despite you, you appearances. 
you mentioned yeah. twilight and i wasn't thinking of yan tovis so oh i'm very sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um it's an art beer not really uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah we've seen um, this before and we know how the story ends so yay but then uh, the the actual first time we see jan and jan is when they're being killed right yeah in but we know that jan and, male jan becomes high fist of the lands which is a falari city oh was he the so high fist and surly feels betrayed yeah. that, you know she feels sad but is she the one who is like getting them killed she's the one yeah she's the one that ordered the whole thing yeah and then yeah, but, told possum to go kill tenel so yeah and she's sad about it yeah oh, surly poor surly speaking of um yeah oh the didn't we start this book with that awesome scene with surly yeah. isn't it what the book began yeah that was so such a good hook Everyone oh, just we're gonna shut down. We're gonna do what? <laughs> <laughs> You're going? No, I guess I'm going. And she tries to stop everyone, and nobody listens to her. And you know, it's sort of understandable. No wonder she takes over the kingdom because nobody <laughs> really wants it. Like on the one hand, you can definitely read it as she's trying to exert her own authority and undermine Kalanved. On the other mm-hmm. hand, she's taking all the good. She's taking all the people who are actually competent, and she's leaving her with nothing. And like, oh yeah, yeah, here you go. Just run this. I'm gonna take everybody here and go like on yeah. a trip. So. Yeah, poor Sully. Like she's just banned upon, and she's just abandoned by all these fellows. Oh, oh, you know what? Maybe the next book is going to be all Sully. Didn't we? Didn't we already have a Sully book? Yeah, it was Death Landing. Yeah, yeah, we did. But we also had a Dancing book. It was Death Landing, which happens to be your favorite because it's a Sully book. I wonder why. <laughs> so we have no idea what book 5 is about. Right. Pretty much. What I wanted to say is you can definitely see in this book the like the different camps so to speak being set up within the, the imperial family. Mm. Yeah. You have the people who will stick with Surly and they are, you know, ride and die empire. They're imperials at heart. They believe in the mission. They're actually competent. They do what they must and so on and so forth. Like say Dujek, like Dashrin. Um, and then you have the people who are more lax. They're more like, whatever, we're just doing this for our own deal. It's fine. No biggie. Like, okay, Kellen bit dancer, obviously. <laughs> and but also... Yeah, yeah, go on, go on, go on. There is some implication. Mostly, I want to say it's mostly baseless. Like, about Dasim. I do believe Dasim's a good person doing the right, the, what he thinks is the right thing. Yeah. But someone did bring into my attention that he's like very nonchalant about just killing people because Kelvin told him to. <laughs> no, he uh, he gives his life in servitude, right? He says, yeah. in exchange for this, I will serve you regardless of so, what. So uh, I do want to believe that that sounds like a good guy, but you can also say that he like he would be more willing to do his own thing. So uh, technical issues. Yeah, back. Forgive us. We're back. Um, <laughs> What um, I was talking about is, like, I do want to believe that Dasim's a good guy doing the right thing, but you can also kind of see that he might do his own thing in the future if things come to it. And we have an entire book to see how, how that happens, right? We have next book. It supposedly builds up to Yigatan. Um Which you have just decided on your own that the next book is the build-up to Yigatan. You just decided when, that. When um, Cam hit 1 million, 1 million sales, there was, like, a roadmap on some site. Uh, because that was before COVID. So. And, like, Dristal was supposed to come out in 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and before COVID, like he made a roadmap of like how everything looks. And book five is seven cities, book six is Jinnabakis, but not subject to change, for one, for two. Uh, what I was talking about is like you can definitely see that, that one of my favorite running gags in this book is like Dujek being, oh my god, Surly's gonna kill me in different ways <laughs> <laughs> for something because yeah. he's definitely a military man. This is mm-hmm. the Dujek and Tashran you want to see in Gardens of the Moon. This is the rapport yeah, that they yeah. used to have. Yeah. Uh, and Tashrin getting like annoyed that he's ordering him around, and Dujek just doesn't even care because he's like ten thousand soldiers with him, and he needs to worry about it. It's really good. And then you have Kilanbet, who just doesn't care, just doesn't give a shit. No, and here you can sort of start seeing how the Napans are being split because instead of having Nock and Carthron being Camp Surly, they're slowly turning over to Camp Kilanbet and Camp Empire, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the maybe we'll see more of their rift. In these next two books, maybe in the background, not not front and center, probably. And please, can we talk about Tokaras? I I'm so mad. I try so hard to like accept inconsistencies and go with the flow and all that. And this made me like ah uh, so angry. So, Tok the Elder, who joins the city, is at least half Nepal. 
which makes stock the younger you're not going to respond up which makes stock the younger at least a mild shade of blue which we have not seen in over 10 books 10 books of no, okay fine when he entered anastas body maybe two he books. dropped <laughs> he's only his actual body for two books everything else is someone else's body yeah fine in entire two books we'd have not but then that would track that would track that steve never mentions that this guy has blue skin or something to and be fair so nappens get tanned very because a lot of the time if you have nappens being described as very dark skinned when they're like sunburned and stuff you have nock who is pretty nappen in stone wielder we know that like in the novels at least he's nappen he is described like the hue of ironwood which is close to how they describe dalhon they just look very dark skinned um can i tell you now that... you would notice if they're blue because they're blue but i can at least vaguely believe that talk the younger passes as more of a you know can um, i tell you that uh, i think people have asked steve like what does dusky bloom skin mean and he apparently told look at like indian hindu temples and you can see what the way we portray gods and goddesses are in blue skin mm-hmm. have you seen any photos or pictures yeah, a few, like yeah. i might have shown you yeah so this blue skin usually uh, uh, i mean you heard of krishna right you heard the god yeah. krishna so krishna the word krishna means night it means dark mm-hmm. so he's always portrayed as being blue skinned mm-hmm. because we don't really i mean imagine like painting like a few hundred years ago you you can't really paint black right so the closest thing you would paint is blue and so most of our gods are all portrayed as being blue or some are even green as a standing to show that they are dark skinned so what you're saying tracks but since we are not talking hinduism we are talking well, malayalam here so i'm yeah, yeah. still going to be mad that tokaras is half native uh do also amend this uh talk in return of the crimson guard says he's from like the blurian plains which does not look an apron at all <laughs> so um shrug yeah shrug yeah which leads me to i don't know if like how intentional this is well i know it's somewhat intentional at least i don't know if it's like that's the direction it's going but path to ascendancy feels like it's building to a framed narrative sort of like the book of mm-hmm. volan yes because it? it's written with a very malaz centric of you it's written like the information that will be available to a historian in malaz because take the book of the fallen right and see how it portrays the andy with caminsod who has more information available to him about how they act how their society is and then take that and contrast it to past sentences andy where like hmm hmm <laughs> like they're all asleep they're all brooding all the time which yeah it's tracks oh that did you think that sleeping was them brooding at least partly at least somehow i thought they were like, like hibernating or something like it's possible but what, yeah. what, like what i mean is that they're all very formal everything is very formalized even their like the way they speak the way they present themselves the way magic is portrayed in path ascendancy is very formal it's like this is what the warren is this is what the warren's about this is what the warren does i don't yeah i sort of don't agree with you but do you have an idea of who the narrator is going to be i have no idea <laughs> but <laughs> i thought you would say shimmer or something No 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 like the way it portrays uh, imperial stuff especially feels like it's much more close like our narrator our hypothetical narrator because I don't think there's like an in-world narrator is much more close and much more aware of the inner workings of the Malazans rather than like the Jack or the Andy or the Thelman or even the Kitchen Jagged so that's why the narrator is cam possibly cam. yeah i mean i don't think it's a frame narrative so let's wait and watch we'll find out in two books. I mean maybe maybe it yeah. isn't but written this way it also just it introduces the world in a much more tangible manner and just okay mm. here's here's what this guy is good luck <laughs> figuring it out um here's three mages against a mountain and the mountain goes away and everyone is dead yeah so well, it's kind of it's definitely written with a more new reader in mind right like there's definitely next a lot of easter eggs but what yeah. if the next book is fiddler I would be so happy to have a fiddler book. I would no, be happy, like but it. also it would like kind of ruin the whole fiddler's more than one character theory. No, not just that, but you have a clear picture of who fiddler is. So to have a background also to him not. might not be that, you know. Yeah, so maybe let's most mm, we'll It's going to be so tough if we bring Cam and like ask him all these things. He's going to be so close mouthed. Yeah, I mean, it's for sure. Fun. It's yeah. for one, it's Cam. For two, it's an upcoming book, so he can't really talk about it. Yeah. 
I mean, we obviously we can't even talk about this book if we bring him on because this book is like not yet released in US. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to stick to Kellerman's speech. It's going to be nice unless we talk to him next year. <laughs> Thanks, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, is there anything more? Probably, but I don't remember anything at the moment, so might as well just close. Yeah. So we'll wind up. I guess. Yeah. So now I think we can. We'll. It'll be safe for us to go and listen to AP and Philip and see. Yeah. What a better job they've done. <laughs> oh yeah, they talked for like an hour and a half, right? Yeah. We didn't even broach that. God damn it. And with so many digressions, but then they did a non-spoiler and a spoiler thing, so. So it counts. We're in, yeah. we're in the right here. Yeah. We'll call it a draw. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. okay. Just aside. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for watching or listening. And. The next I plan should. The next plan is yeah yeah. Hopefully we wind up Force of Darkness or we just straight up start Fall of Light because we are tired of trying to arrange a wind up episode. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make a commitment on record because I'm an idiot, but there's a slight chance. Slight. Uh, a slight chance. I'm not sure if I'll do it, but since I'm doing this here, I probably will. Yeah. Good. Uh, that I might start a series of like a few episodes called like. Um, Smiles After Hours, which is basically <laughs> yeah. me uh, drinking our supply and talking about Mahazen. Drinking what? Our supply, because we call oh. it a tavern, so we have to no, drink for the you... night, so it doesn't spoil. Yeah. No, are you like actually going to do the episode? Probably not. I'm not going to do the episode wrong. No, no, no. It looks so much I fun. I don't have nearly enough alcohol <laughs> to okay. uh, portray a tavern accurately. But yeah, ideally, sometime soon. As like it's not on schedule, so it'll just be a bonus episode. Just will come out randomly at some point, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, so our normal schedule is this release at some point, and then we're starting. We're either winding up for the darkness, or we're starting for the light. Yeah. From then on, we'll see. So smiles after hours coming to a tavern near you soon, maybe <laughs> possible. So, so I was Lee. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ivan Bora. Good night. And, uh, thank you very much, and good night. Bye.